start of this moment together, it is good to kind of be together. Uh, we will get to centering on the book of James or letter by James in a few moments' time. But why don't we just uh, mute everyone and we'll pause. And uh, actually, Mel, as you've got a week off and it's so good to have you around, would you mind praying for us in? like 30 seconds time just unmute yourself and just pray for us to just really know god with us that'd be really good cool let's just quiet ourselves for 30 seconds and then mel can unmute yourself and pray for us be together yes father god we want to thank you for this time um, that we can all meet um in our working days um we're all pressed with the current times um, and it's just nice to just stop centre and just focus on you, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, that you'll come with us now and uh, be with us um, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 OK, we're going to get to centre in then on the next bit of James, just to bit like a pause day yesterday for a wedding. Uh, maybe you've not been around for a couple of days. We're looking at this letter of James, which is written to... Uh, believers who are scattered across the known world at a point of persecution, suffering, questioning, kind of like uncertainty, what's going to happen. And James is writing to them saying, hey, don't, don't lose faith. Don't like allow Jesus to kind of fall from your gaze, but allow Jesus to keep shaping uh, who, you who you are and how you live. And, and in it, to our Western ears, sometimes he can just feel like he's pretty direct and actually a bit offensive. Uh, and we're going to keep seeing that. But but in it, I think we've got to understand that um, his directness is because it's uh, with a deep desire to ensure that people aren't shaken and lost, but also to bring comfort to people who are being persecuted, uh, particularly from those who are very wealthy at that point and the powers and saying, look, they don't get the, the final say. You've got to understand that. And uh, so that's why sometimes it can come across quite strongly. But in terms of today, we're going to center in on chapter four once again and we'll get chapter four verses seven to ten where the uh, message paraphrase Peterson puts it like this so let God work his will in you yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper their quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time quit dabbling in sin Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious. Really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get it on your feet. Okay. So in this, we find that James says, right, you're being squeezed. Get serious then. What's going to come out? And today I want to hang everything on one word, as I always do. And my one word is speak. Um, throughout James, we found him talk a lot about not speaking, but actually listening, uh, ensuring that we use our words wisely uh, and being slow to speak. But in this one, I want us to look at speaking as I believe he starts to say, well, actually, you do need to say something. And particularly he wants us to be clear on when we say no and when we say yes. And then we need to be really clear about our no's and really clear about our yeses. And so firstly, James says, right, you need to say no. And there's a particular 
place that you're to be saying no to. And he says, right, say no uh, to the devil and his schemes. And in it, that's something that we often don't talk about. We don't talk about the fact that we have an enemy, one who's uh, seeking to usurp God of his authority. Um, one who's identified by different names, but we tend to say devil uh, and his cronies, his principalities. And in it, the Bible then describes this one who's actively seeking to do us harm. Uh, the Bible describes the devil as like a lion uh, on the prowl, that he's prowling on the edge of any church community, often looking to take out anyone who's looking weak or looking to wander. And so there's this tension of keep your eyes focused on Jesus and also be aware that there is an enemy. And James wants us to be clear about that, that we have one who's seeking to do us harm. And therefore, he says, right, be clear when you speak to him. And it's funny, there's this kind of way that Peterson puts it. There's one way that we speak, which is with a shout and one that just can be with a whisper. And so he says, like, shout a no to the devil. Like one who's seeking to harm you, be very clear about your intentions to them. Just be, just be clear in a shout of no. Now, in this, this can then sometimes build a whole doctrine, which can be very, very weird, where people then spend hours of their life literally shouting no to the devil. No to the devil in every way, shape and form that they possibly see him in society, in their own life, in other things and spend and expend energy in literally shouting no devil. Um, now, I don't think that's what James is talking about here. I think rather James is saying that when we're saying no, it's a no that we're speaking, not only from our mouth, but through our actions. That actually it's a moment that we need to take our lives seriously. It's like, he said, like, playtime's over. Like, this is serious business. You can't just wander through life thinking it's going to be okay. No, you need to take hold of your actions and understand that sometimes you need to say no to things, even though they may seem fun and may seem like they may promise a bit of satisfaction. Actually, we need to understand that they are ultimately going to be destructive to us or to others. And we haven't got time today to look at... Uh, the many ways that things that we can think, oh, yeah, but if I possess this, if I watch that, if I look at that and think, oh, but it's not doing anyone else's harm, is it? And then you find that the whole industry behind that is doing someone harm. That something that's being promised of uh, quick satisfaction actually is doing someone else harm. So we've got that, that it's destructive power, but also there's that essence in terms of is it something that's outside of God's best? as I said, the devil is always seeking to usurp God of his authority, offer a cheap alternative that, that takes us outside of God's best. And James is saying, like, be clear, like clear in your actions, no to that. And in it, it's, I'd say, from experience, let's, let's not like dress it up as something else. From experience, you say no to the small things, the small things always build big things so I've never met someone who was married and I use this as an example who uh, one day woke up and said I know I'm going to have an affair that never happens it happens through small incremental steps of saying 
yes to little things that you think don't matter, but ultimately take you to a path and a destination that you didn't realize you were going to get to. It can be the same with, with other things. I, I, I've never met someone who woke up and thought, I know I'm just going to drink for the rest of my life. It wasn't that. It was that they made an incremental decision to say, maybe this will provide me satisfaction. And that incremental decision to kind of keep saying that small action becomes, in the end, a big action that then controls the rest of life. You can see it in lots of different ways. I'm just using two blanket ones, but I could see it in terms of my own life, in terms of decisions to like bend the truth. Like before you know it, you start to convince yourself that your lies are truth and that your word can't be trusted. You have to watch it and say, right, no, it's small things. The small actions where I'm saying the no, because that will help shape moments that I don't need to even get there to, to, to see the big action I have to say no to. So then he says, right, part of how we speak is we say no, but also he says we get to say yes. It's so important that we hear that. And what I love about how he says we say yes, he, say, he says, right, we say a shout to the devil, no, we whisper a yes to God. Like, how good is that? That we quietly just have to whisper a yes to God. God is so attentively listening to us that he will respond. It reminds us that we have a father who's never going to force himself on you or I. He's always awaiting the invitation. It's always awaiting the invitation to say, God, would you come and guide me? And he's in. He's never going to force us, push us. He's not into making us his slaves. We're part of his family. He wants to share his goodness with us. So then it's then, how do we say yes then? Well, James says, well, how you say yes is through that daily submission of taking to the knee, of just saying, your way not mine father and in it that then becomes the way we speak our yes to god that shapes everything else that how we and our our mantra that i continuously say you know pause sent continue why well it's, it's that action of saying yes to god i pause i center and put god back on the throne of my life in order i can continue from that point and, and, and that's what James is saying. It's like the way we speak, yeah, clear no to the devil. This quiet yes to God. And I love how Peterson kind of phrases it. This quiet yes that we act out through submitting our lives, kneeling before God again and saying, your will, not mine. That then allows us to then take to our feet and walk through our life. Uh, so James says we're invited to speak with clarity no and yes therefore as we continue a couple of things to consider not surprisingly uh what they are looks like uncomfortable so first one what do you and i need to be saying no to not don't think about the person sat next to you or the person you can see on the screen just yourself like what do you need to be saying no to at the moment is it a small action is it become a bigger action? Because we realize, oh man, I, I found myself along this path. I need to say no. Now, in, it, in terms of saying no, remember, we're in a community. Like, we, we don't have to do this by ourselves. It's like, sometimes it's so helpful to just say to someone, hey, I just need you to support and encourage me on this one. 
I have this, I know I could be tempted to do this, or I'm struggling with this, or I've done this stuff and I know it wasn't the best, but I really want to turn away. Would you stand with me and support me as I do this? Uh, and my hope is that we're building a loving community. So what we get is what, how, the, how the father responds, which is, I'm with you. Second thing then, how will we be saying yes today? Like, what does it mean for you or I to be saying yes to God? I'm saying I come and submit my life afresh to you. So yeah, two things to consider. Otherwise, I am done. Let's get someone to pray. Because he's got a nice little smart haircut. Let's get Rich Bo Pitt to pray for us. He's very good there, isn't he? Go on, Rich, pray for us. And then I'll meet all of you. Yeah, thank you, Lord, that um, all of the promises of God uh, are yes and amen in Christ. Um, and that because of who you are and because of what you've done, because of what you've spoken, that uh, you provide the grounding for us, the foundation for our lives, um, where we can say no to the things that are not life-giving, that are not of you, uh, and where we can say yes um, to the things that will draw us nearer to you, that will help us to um, display your heart to the world. And I pray that as each of us go out the rest of this week, and that you would give us the strength to do that, that you would give us the uh, wisdom uh, to know the difference, and that you'd give us uh, the courage to make the right choices, um, starting from the small choices um, that so impact uh, the rhythms and the routines that we build into our lives, Lord. We want you to be at the centre of each of those that they might serve to draw us near to you again. I pray that would be true uh, for each of us. Amen. Oh,